How many stories and how many sounds come together during this month that make up your Christmas? We experience Christmas in so many ways. Truth be told, I need to sing Christmas carols in the sanctuary. I need candlelight Christmas Eve. I need Hallmark movies. I flip back and forth between Christian Christmas songs and secular songs. It all sort of just mingles. You too? As I've been thinking about that, I tried to ask myself the question, should I make a choice? And then I went to the scriptures, and I really spent time earlier this fall reading over and over again the Christmas story. And the Christmas story took me to places in the secular story that resonated and spoke to me, which is where this sermon series over the next four weeks comes from. We're going to be taking a look at some of the stories we all know best in the Bible about Jesus' birth. And they're going to lead us to other stories we also know very well. And see if, in fact, we can't find Christ's truth in both. And so I invite you to listen to Jeff as he shares with you this story about Herod. The scripture reading this morning starts at Matthew 2, verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed the star at its rising, and have come to pay homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jeff.
every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes, too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. But what was worse is his hate led him to want to steal Christmas from the Who's. You see, Grinches are not just grumpy, they're dangerous because they want to steal your Christmas, too. They're dangerous because their hate wants to actually stop Christmas from happening. And do you know who the first Grinch was? King Herod. King Herod measured the value of events around him based on how they affected him. His political life was one of manipulation as he played powers against powers and used his own family as pawn. He didn't care about a baby being born in the sticks. It didn't matter to him until some with power came by and they were interested. So now he got interested because he wanted to stop anything that might take his power from him. And so Herod reacted like any good Grinch does. He lied. And he told those seeking magi, go and find this child, and when you find them, come and let me know so that I might go and worship him too. What threatens to steal your Christmas? What is there in the next few weeks that will attempt to get in your way between receiving this Christ child who will be born? Will it be too much to do and too little time to do it? Will it be distraction of issues going on in the world that are critically important, but seek not only to keep us wondering what's next, but also stealing our heart and our joy and our hope? Will it be overwhelming grief? Will it be discord between others or family? What Grinch is seeking to steal your Christmas? And yes, who of us are being grinchy? Who of us, because of our own frustrations or weariness or pain or hurts or other, 
want to make sure, sometimes in spite of ourselves, we help someone else from not receiving Christmas. Well, the truth is, there are Grinches in the world, amen? The truth is, the power of the Grinch is still very real in the world, amen? So how do you stop a Grinch? Well, how do they stop Herod? You see, the scripture is very subtle about this. It's at the very end of what Jeff read to you. They went and they searched and they found the Christ child. And before they went back to Jerusalem, it says this, And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. I want to suggest to you today that the first Grinch of Christmas was stopped because the Magi decided long before they ever met this Grinch what they were going to be about. In a time we're not told about in the story, but we know must certainly have happened, they decided to open up their hearts and their minds and turn their lives to going after to seek this Christ child. Maybe not even fully understanding what that even meant. But they knew that there was something that was calling them to go out beyond themselves. And so they made a decision so powerful that it caused them to leave home to seek after whatever this star was taking them to. They made a decision to open up their heart and to follow this stirring in their hearts and their lives and and to share together on the journey that together they would both arrive to wherever it was going to take them. That journey took them to Herod, who grinchily told them what to do with manipulation and deceit in his heart. And they went and found the Christ child, but then even after worshiping him, their hearts remained open, so open that in the middle of the night, they received the voice of God. It was a dream, warning them not to go back. And yet they stayed open to that message. They were so open, their hearts were so open that they could receive God's message even in the middle of their sleep. It began with a decision to a started journey that would not distract them until they arrived at this Christ child and to allow the Spirit of God to be the one that called them forward. Those Grinches in your life that are threatening, those external and those inside our own hearts and minds are threatening to steal our Christmas, open your heart. And make decision today, right now, to not allow those Grinches to derail you, to distract you. Start right now, this moment, to make the decision that you will follow wherever the Spirit of God leads you and you will not allow whatever Grinch to influence you away from that journey. Over the next few weeks, there are things happening in the life of this congregation that are invitations for you to have an opportunity to stay focused on the journey. This Wednesday night is Advent night. It is open to the entire community, and many from the community will arrive, but I really implore and invite you, church, show up Wednesday night. 
Come and pet the sheep. Come and say hi to Gunther the camel once again. Come into the community center and watch children make crafts and and watch folks step up into the live nativity and take on costumes and take their spot for only a short while or however long it feels right to them. Come and be a part of that journey and experience what it is when the Spirit of God moves collectively through that community center in a brand new way. It's not an activity. It's an invitation to continue on the journey. On the 19th of December, we will have our longest night service where all of us who are feeling the weight of Grinch grief in our hearts, whatever the cause of that grief might be, to come together and pray and praise and open our hearts to the healing power of Christ. Christmas Eve this year, it's a radically different Christmas Eve for us. We now have six services on Christmas Eve. We're going to be down in the community center instead of in here because of safety reasons of getting in the building. It's going to feel different. It's going to be different. Except for the fact the Christ child will still be born. Except for the fact that there will still be candlelight chasing away the darkness. Except for the fact that we will still gather together hands clasped in prayer and in community to keep our hearts open to receive the newborn king. I invite us today to make decisions. Literally today, what will you do to keep your heart open for Christmas to arrive in your heart, in your family, in your home? How much time will you spend in prayer and meditation with Christ over the next four weeks? Four weeks. How much time will you spend over the next four weeks reading the Christmas birth story as the Bible tells it? Let me give you a suggestion. Out of all the Bible, there are four chapters that talk about Jesus' birth. Four. There are four weeks till Christmas. What about this week, just reading Matthew 1 over and over again? Matthew 2, next week. And then turn to Luke, read the first chapter. And then the week before Christmas, go to Luke 2. Just that. So that all of the around you will allow you not to be distracted from the story that matters most. Today we come forward in a few moments to share a very sacred meal. And I want to suggest to you that it is right that we begin our, Lent, or I mean our Advent journey with this sacrament. For it is a meal that was first offered by Christ, and they thought it was going to be his last meal. Instead, it has become the eternal meal. For Jesus would not allow the Grinches of his day to keep him dead. For the powers that sought to make sure Jesus would die forgotten are revealed as frauds as we gather around this table today, receive this cup and this bread, and feel Christ's eternal love, and remember that his power remains strong even today. As we go through these next few weeks, I'm going to warn you, I'm going to warn myself that there are still Grinches out there, 
and sometimes grinches within me. So I have to make a decision today about how I will keep myself faithful to the true story. We invite you to come forward in the next few moments to share sacrament. Megan is going to leave to take communion and share it with the children up in Children's Church. And then she's going down into the community center to share it with people who are in the community center. Because everyone needs the chance to receive that kind of power for the journey ahead. As we go through these next few weeks, I invite you to remember the story of all stories. Even as you read about the Grinch and Rudolph and Frosty and the like. I want you to have the opportunity that Herod discovered when he tried to stop Christmas. And the Grinch, when he finally realized that maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Listen in the night, in the quiet, in the midst of the storm, for you will find the love of Christ as you have before. For today you will hold the Savior in our hand and discover him in your heart. For today, love is the gift of Christmas found in the grasp of a little Savior child. Today is when Christmas begins for us to be so much more. Go towards Christmas. Bring your cheer. Cheer to all whos and whoms and these and thems. Come to us Christmas and be in our grasp, for as long as we have hands to clasp, Christmas truth will always be, just as long as we are focused on Jesus, the babe of the day, and the one who comes to us while we stand heart to heart and hand to hand.